Hello, I'm Stan Higginson, Team Vicar in the Town Centre Hub. This is a reflection on 1 Samuel, Chapter 8, Israel Asks for a King. And I'm reading from the NIV. When Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons as judges for Israel. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second was Abijah and they served at Beersheba. But his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, You are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord and the Lord told him, listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. As they have done from the day I brought them out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods. So that they are do so they are doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly and let them know what the king who will reign over them will do. Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, This is what the king who will reign over you will do. He will take your sons and make them serve with his chariots and horses and they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties, and to others to plough his ground and reap his harvest, and still others to make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your vintage and give it to his officials and attendants. Your men servants and your maid servants and the best of your cattle and donkeys he will take for his own. He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his slaves. When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen and the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we want a king over us. Then we shall be like all the other nations, with a king to lead us and to go out before us and fight our battles. When Samuel heard all that the people said, he repeated it before the Lord. The Lord answered, Listen to them and give them a king. Then Samuel said to the men of Israel, Everyone is to go back to his town. When the chapter opens, Samuel has appointed his sons as judges for Israel, both of whom have proved to be unsuitable, as they did not walk in his ways. So the elders of Israel come before Samuel and ask him to appoint a king to rule over them such as all other nations have. Samuel, in his disappointment, prays to God. 
he says that God has spoken to him, telling him to give the elders the king which they wish for. Samuel says that God also made it clear that the elders have not rejected him, but rather they have rejected the kingship of God. In time, Israel will be given the king it desires. However, this will be a reluctant kingship, permitted only because of the elders, the leaders, determination to have a king, something that is to be tolerated rather than approved of by God. The story is written in such a way as to successfully combine two opposing views. On one hand, the leader's plans for a monarchy as an undesirable development, not approved of by God. And on the other hand, as making God responsible for selecting the first king of Israel. Samuel is a book of history, written all those years ago to explain the reasons why Israel became a monarchy. Did God speak directly to Samuel? Or did Samuel, after praying, act in the way he believed that God wanted him to act? The answer to these questions cannot ever be truly known, no more so than God's ways can be known. In the event, the monarchy was relatively short-lived and Israel was, and still is, experiencing many changes of fortune, both good and bad and all created by human leaders. God does not make the dark times, those we largely make by ourselves. However, God does bring light to those dark places, the light which cuts through the darkness, dispels the shadows and makes all things new. Perhaps we should be careful in making our own wants and desires God's wants and desires. God's ways are not our ways. Perhaps as the poet R.S. Thomas wrote, we should just let our prayers break on him, not for a few hours, but for days, years, for eternity, in the assurance that in time all shall be made well through the grace of God. Let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.